Hi there, and welcome to our Energy Description Roundup issue 714. My name is Nick Palmer, and I'm a senior writer here at Cornwall Insight and editor of Energy Spectrum. With me today is senior consultant Craig Lowry. Good morning, everyone. Who is going to be expanding on his recent Energy Spectrum article, COVID-19, Lessons on the Path to Net Zero 2050. Craig, how have you been? And what are some of the industry developments you have been watching recently? Uh, well, I think I think uh, while 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 still adapting to uh, to lockdown uh, conditions and uh, the inimitable plowing through various box sets, uh, very pleased to say that I've been watching a uh, a lot of the developments in the energy industry and the economy with uh, considerable interest. I mean, I'm um, I'm an economist by by training, so it's um, it's been very interesting for me watching, I guess, the deviation between what one would consider textbook economic responses to things and behavioural economic responses to things, and certainly uh, in the context of the uh, of the energy sector, trying to get a view as to how that will um, shape um, the energy mix, not just the UK energy mix, um, going forward. Which I guess is, um, you know, partly um, the um, the topic of of the article that, that you've asked me on to uh, to talk about. So. So, uh, Craig, we've had a few sort of pieces in uh, energy spectrum on the impact of COVID nineteen. Um, why do you feel it was important to write your piece? Um, what I've seen um, over the last um, the last couple of weeks, um, a little bit more actually, is that there's been a lot written on um, the lessons um, that the current uh, low demand, high renewables. Uh, energy system um, can tell us as far as net fifty, net, uh, net zero twenty fifty is concerned, and um, I guess one of the thoughts that that occurred to me was that um, we, as an economy and as an industry, have this pathway of of how we're going to get to 2050 um, as far as that decarbonization of the energy mix is concerned. Um, but in terms of what we're seeing now, there are clearly a lot of lessons that can be learned. But um, at the same time, it's like seeing if you if you imagine it as an, as an equation, it's a case of we know what the answer is and we know part of what the question is. Uh, but we don't know the other part of the question, which I think is probably in respect of um, how we see demand changing um, structurally uh, as far as the energy mix is concerned. So um, the change in terms of things like um, decarbonisation of heat, decarbonisation of transport, um, and you know ultimately how that will play out in the um, in the energy mix as far as that growing rise of renewables deployment is concerned um so i mean that that was really the the thinking behind it and you know in in the context of we're, we're almost looking at, at an incomplete equation and what we're seeing with the energy mix as it stands is some of the um the ways in which we can solve that particular equation but at the same time it's important to realize that that, that there are still elements which we don't have a uh, adequate visibility on at this point in time mm, sure um so you mentioned in the piece the sort of um, increasing frequency of negative pricing. What's the um, what's the significance of this? I mean, the issue of negative pricing is something that's been apparent um, really over over the last few years um, across Europe. Uh, I think probably Germany was the um, um, the the primary example of this, and really looking at it as a consequence of I think more at the time probably the high the high volume of renewables deployment that was on there. Their system, or rather, the high percentage of renewables in their in their generation mix, 
And it's something that we saw, um, or we have seen, sorry, um, increasingly on an intraday basis, basis with the system prices for, um, for the GB electricity market. But seeing it on a, a day ahead um, basis, um, really something that's that's quite atypical as far as the um, the UK um, the UK market is concerned. And you know, in, I guess in terms of just just considering the um, the drivers. I mean, you know, you're really looking at the um, uh, the mismatch, if you will, of um, high wind and solar generation output at a time when demand is um, uh, is a lot lower than we would normally expect at this time of year. And I guess you can see that if you look at the instances of um, negative price and the fact that you know we are we are seeing you know a number of them rather in the um, in the uh, the early afternoon of the day and. You know, we're clearly we've we've clearly seen this, and I know, I know we've we've documented quite a lot in the energy spectrum. Um, you know, the implications for the lockdown on the shape, the shape and level of demand, and you, know, you can take a view that you know the change in shape, um, in conjunction with that that higher than uh, normal proportion of renewables on the um on the mix, is um is resulting in these um in these negative prices. And I guess as far as you know the market is concerned, um. It's a case of looking at that and going, okay, you know, what does that mean in terms of things like um, the system? What does it mean in terms of things like investment? Does it, for instance, heighten um, the the business case for um, certain types of flexibility, such as storage? Does it, you know, mean that there's a bigger role for um, national grid ESO in terms of balancing the system? I mean, I know I know that that, that, that there's there's obviously the piece in spectrum um, on um, uh, GS143 and that and the, and you know what that means or what, what that could mean uh for um for flexibility on the um on the system but i think you know it it does highlight the fact that you know this 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 is this is an, an energy system which you know while we are very much seeing unprecedented times um for it um at the same time you you you, you can you can look and perhaps say that you have the um the reinforcement or the enhancement of drivers for certain types of opportunities and services you know such as you know issues relating to balancing frequency um and so on you also talk about gas there being sort of a higher levels of gas stored in the uk due to um this all comparatively milder winter and also the sort of the low demand uh, due to the lockdown um what's the consequence of this sort of high level of stored gas um, it, it's 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 really um twofold i mean wh- what you have is that um I guess you know, you know, prior to prior to lockdown conditions, um, not just the UK gas market, but um, the European gas market as a whole was um, was seeing um, very low prices, generally reflecting um, high levels of LNG cargoes that were being delivered to to Europe as a whole. You know, the UK was no different in that regard. Um, then you know we had the um, the collapse in the oil market. We've played. Uh, both into prices from a sentimental perspective, but also to the extent that um, you know that the, the, there will be gas, um, whether it's pipeline gas or liquefied natural gas contracts, which are indexed to oil. You know, so you had very low prices um, as it was, and um, the the situation that, that that we have now is that you know because of those low prices and because of the fact that it was a comparatively mild winter. 
Um, that's enabled people who have got gas storage capacity to get a head start on their injections for the um, for the summer months. Now, we, we'd generally be looking at storage being full um, back end of Q3, maybe early Q4. Um, whereas what we have now is a situation whereby you know, we're potentially looking at storage being full, I guess, if you extrapolate on current injection rates, could be full as early as um, the end of July. Now, what that means is that you've got injection, you, you essentially have... Um, an absence of injection demand, which would normally, which would be there under normal conditions, and that in turn is going to um, suppress gas or potentially suppress gas prices even further. You know, and that in turn plays into matters in respect of things like the, um, uh, the generation mix and the relative competitiveness of gas-fired plant. Um, you know, so from from that point of view, the fact that we are um, so far ahead on our storage injection profile. And just to point out, I mean, you know, the, the UK is not alone in this. If you look at the, the figures for continental Europe as a whole, then it, it, it's, it's a similar story. The fact that there isn't going to be that, that, that storage demand there, that um, lends itself more to, um, to further weakness in the, um, in the gas price. You know, I mean, we've seen um, your day ahead, uh, MBP gas uh, dropped to you know, roughly 10p a therm. Um, front month um, seems to have found something approximating a floor between 10 and 12 um, p a therm. So it makes you wonder, you know, how much lower it can uh, it could potentially it could potentially go. Um, you know, that being said, there's there's the issue of you know as we go into summer, that's that's the that's the traditional offshore maintenance season. Those altitudes could lend a little bit of support to um, to prices, but um, you know you have the issue there that um, offshore oil and gas maintenance is, is a very um, resource-intensive business, both in terms of people and and equipment. And I guess you have the question of whether or not the, the previously announced maintenance schedule will go ahead as um, as planned, given the current um, societal conditions. Well, uh, the piece to be put inspection was uh, three pages long, but you actually wrote in total about five pages. Um, but uh, yes, um, yeah, um, there was um, essentially an additional section to the piece, which I guess in a way it started out as a separate, a separate piece, and it comes back to the, I guess to the point that I was saying before about behavioural versus textbook economics, and really trying to take a view on um, the the extent to which low carbon investment and um, the green economy, if you will, is being put forward as a major source of potential growth to um, to catalyze economies around the world post uh, post lockdown conditions. But um, that that is yeah, I mean that that is an additional piece which uh, you know it touches on some of the um, those concepts, um, you know, comments on things like um, not just the importance of low carbon, well, the importance of investment full stop in terms of aiding the economic recovery, but at the same time, um, commenting on things like the attractiveness of uh, low carbon investments uh, in comparison to something like offshore oil and gas, which has obviously gone through a particularly torrid time from an investment point of view, given things like the OPEC Russia price, um, sorry, production sharing um, agreement and um, you know, all the, um, the complications regarding that, the future of that that arrangement, but um, yeah, so that, you know, that's a that's a um, that's a, a supplemental piece which will be going on on the website um, later today. And that and that just in terms of origins of that piece, it, it did it did sort of spin out from this article, but it um, it was a comment from from a podcast that I listened to, and and, and it was commenting on on the difference between um, disaster preparation to and recovery preparation, and, and it got me thinking about okay, so what does that mean from an energy perspective? 
and how do you actually um, how, how 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 does one uh, prepare to um, to restart or kickstart uh, the economy f- following you know such a severe and unprecedented shock as that which we're currently experiencing um so yeah so um if uh, if you if you if you've enjoyed the piece that i've written for for this week's energy spectrum there is a there is an accompanying blog which be, which will be on our website uh, on our website soon so please please do feel free to, uh, to check that out thank you very much craig for being on it was very interesting pleasure nick and thank you to everyone else for listening if you enjoyed listening today and would like to trial our energy spectrum service or join us on our next webinar, then please see all details in our comment box following this webinar. Thank you. Thank you all very much.